know you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. Welcome to a new episode of Dork Trek. We're actually going to talk about Star Trek this week, which is kind of a departure from us. Um, See about that. We are the longest running, uh, most listened to, well-read, most sexy Star Trek podcast on the internet. Dare anybody to disprove any of that. Premier source for Star Trek knowledge. That's right. True. That's right. Uh, the podcast consists of myself. My name is Bob. Hello. And we're joined by Dennis Black and Asian. Hello, Dennis. Hey. Ben McCormick. Hola. And the lovely and talented Jenny Zell. Howdy, partners. Yep. And uh, this week, we're t- what's the name of the episode this week? It's a long one. Of course it is. <laughs> it's a long no, one. No, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one. Uh, what is the name of this episode? That's what her mom said. Uh, what is the name uh, of the episode? Anybody? Like how we're reviewing this episode, nobody knows the name of the episode. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I watched it the day before Thanksgiving, so, you know. I just rewatched of, it and I forgot already. A lot of turkey has passed uh, these lips during that time. Mm. It's creepy when you say it that way. Wrongs darker than death or night. That's a dumb name. I don't even understand what that means. It's probably some poem or something stupid. Probably. Don't fuck a Nazi. I will say this. I will tell you this. Um, this show will let you have nothing. Um, meaning that it, the episode opens very nice and sweetly about Akira's oh, getting some flowers for her dead mother to remember her on her birthday. Lo and behold, we find out that she's a, a whore. <gasps> on top of that, she's also a conspirator. <laughs> so there you go. Episode's over. Collaborating <laughs> comfort woman. Yep. She's Collaborator. A, she's a collaborator. She's a By the and way, that, that line, uh, wrong starker than death or night, is from... Prometheus Unbound by Percy Shelley. Yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. So what, what's her name's husband, right? Mary, Mary, Mary Shelley's husband. Uh-huh. Is it? Yeah, Percy Blythe Shelley. No. Yes. Is it? Blythe. Yes. I like how we called him Mary Shelley's husband. Well, that's because she, she yeah. created the uh, science fiction genre. Basically. Yep. So what did he do? He wrote some freaking he wrote some freaking poetry. And before we I think even before we get on with the episode, um we Holy shit. Talk- I'm sorry. His okay. wife his first wife was uh, somebody named Harriet Westbrook. She died in eighteen sixteen and he married Mary Shelley in eighteen sixteen. Mm. I mean you don't wait around long back then. Mm. Back. Because, Dennis, you got to remember, I mean, he only lived to be 29. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you got to get a lot of living in. You ain't got time. 1816 was a, it was a significant portion of his life. Yeah, you ain't got time uh-huh. to grieve, baby. You're just like, oh, shit, my wife's dead. Well, next to the next, Jack. Man, she <laughs> lived a long time after he died, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was young, too, when they married, wasn't she? She was 11. Uh, yeah. God, no. Oh, she was uh, 19. I was close. Oh, I'm Jebediah Hanson. <laughs> Have a seat. I mean, I was close, right? I mean, compared like to what? We, if we were playing prices right and the answer was 19, I said 11, there'd be a good chance I'd win that showcase. I didn't get a chance to guess. You went over, though. No, I said 11. I you, you said 11. You said yeah. she was 19. I mean, that's oh. pretty good. Because I was going to guess 22, and that's over. See, so I, I don't want I'm to out. Show. I'd have been on my, on my way to Maui, baby. <laughs> If I had gone last, I've been one year old. <laughs> and my, I, I'd get my trip to Maui and my Chrysler LeBaron. I'd be bowdy bowdy. That was my yeah. first car, was a Chrysler LeBaron. Ah. 1979's Chrysler LeBaron with a slant six. Ooh, I don't even know what that means. Um, I think before we continue on with this episode, reviewing the episode about uh, Kira Nerese's whore uh, conspirator mother. Whore of a mother. I, mean, I, we, I really hate that. We have to talk about uh, DC Fontania, who passed away this week. 80 years old. 80 years old. Um, she was the script writer and story editor 
on the original Star Trek franchise. And like her episodes are some of the most famous Star Trek episodes you can think of. Yeah. She was a pioneer and like, it goes without saying, but I mean, in 1968, being a woman doing a sci-fi show, that's pretty fucking amazing. And she had to use her initials probably. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, remember when uh, we watched the the Benny Johnson episode uh, back in the 50s, how Kira's character had, she was a woman writer and she had to use her initials to disguise, you know, it's like, yep, you can sleep in too. Because you don't want to, you know, people didn't want to know a woman was writing sci-fi. And yeah. DC, that's the whole reason DC Fontana. And it's part of the reason why J.K. Rowling, uh, Rowling did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was it, Dorothy something? Was Her DC? full name was Dorothy Catherine Fontaine. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, she was, she's been credited, too, as, like, one of the people that helped make Star Trek great. Like, she kind of mm-hmm. kept Roddenberry in line, and, you know, um, yeah, she, she, if you read the book that Ben and I read that we never reviewed, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's a major part of Star Trek history. She helped she, bring back TNG. Yeah. You I know? Mean, wow. She was part of the staff that Gene collected, like, he got his old circle of friends or whatever. And she was one of them that he brought back to help remake the series. So. What are some of her episodes, Ben? Uh, some of her Star Trek episodes that she did. Do you know right off the top of your head? Not off the top. Not, jeez. I should have been prepared. Um, it's but, okay. She's got, it says here, she came up with the ideas for the episodes. Uh, Journey to Babel, Friday's mm-hmm. Child. She, okay. she later recalled completely rewriting the Ultimate Computer episode. Um, which was a good one yeah so like you either had to do light polishes sometimes just on dialogue and then you took no credit for that of course because it would not be fair because you didn't do but then sometimes you had to do a complete overhaul she was one of the four writers to rewrite harlan ellison city on the edge of forever mm-hmm. um yeah so she got a hugo award nomination for co-writing uh the first episode of next generation encounter at Farpoint. really wow yeah She also wrote, um, what, The Enterprise Incident, That Which Survives, The Way to Eden. Yeah. Oh, Yesteryear from the animated series? Yeah. Which is like one of the best animated series episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yes. And I guess she is also given, uh, Leonard Nimoy gave her credit. I'm just reading her Wikipedia. It's not like I know all this. Leonard Nimoy credited her for expanding the Vulcan culture on Star Trek. Yeah. Well, Journey to Babel. I mean, yeah. that was a big thing. But apparently she wrote a DS9 episode. Really? Uh, the episode Dax, where oh, uh, Jed Z is put on trial for the crimes potentially committed by Curzon. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She co-wrote that episode. She wrote She wrote one episode of He-Man, Masters of the Universe. She wrote nice. fucking, I mean, everything. It's crazy. She wrote, uh, what? Uh, let's see here. I got her thing. Six Million Dollar Man, Land of yep. Kong Fu, The Streets of San Francisco. My favorite show when I was a kid. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah she will be know what, what episode of He-Man she wrote. I guess we can find out. Hang on. It doesn't say. So Do you think with, you'll recognize it? Like, if you just see the title? Maybe. <laughs> so with the, the uh, what was it, Land of the Lost episode that she co-wrote or wrote, that's kind of cool because David Gerald, who wrote uh, Trouble with Tribbles, that was, he created that series. Wait a second. There was a Silver Surfer animated series? Probably in like the mid-90s, I imagine, right? 1998? That sounds about right. Because they were... Let's see here. What episode did DC find? Here, I found. Here we go. Oh, Paul Dini wrote an episode. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Wow, Paul Dini wrote like several episodes of this show. She wrote the episode episode ninety six, Battle Cat. Ooh, Man at Arms tells Orko the origin of Battle Cat from the day when the young Prince Adam found the lost tiger cub Cringer in the woods. Wow. The day when Cringer first became Battle Cat and helped He-Man save his friends from danger. There you go. So she's cashing all them checks, baby. That's all. J. Michael Straczynski wrote an episode of He-Man. I did not know that. (laughs) Wow. He wrote wrote two of them. Journey to Stone City. Mm. He wrote, there's a third one, The Magic Falls. There's another one, Mistaken Identity, J. Michael Trouble's middle name, he wrote. Ooh, 
the games. Time to play the games. The cold zone. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. So there you go. Yeah, so DC Fontana passed away. She's a gigantic part of Star Trek lore and its history, and uh, she will be missed. So there you go. Now let's get back to the episode that's about this fucking dead whore lady. I really hate that. Ben, I'm just kidding. It's just the whole thing about it is there's nothing in the show can be sacred. Like you can't have anything. Like she's like, I love my mother so much. Hey, guess what? (laughs) My mother. Hey, you know, she had a good, she had a good reason. She blew gold Ducat all the time. Yeah. She left your family, but, but yeah. She milked his prostate daily. Yes. She would put her titties in the spoon. And that makes it even creepy that Gold Ducat has always been trying to push up on Kira because he's trying to get mother daughter dudes. <laughs> yeah. Dudes, mother daughter, trying to get mother daughter dudes. I mean, granted, not at the same time, but I mean, that's still quite an accomplishment for Gold Ducat if he was able to bed down Kira Narice and Kira Narice's mom. Yeah. He aged quite well. I got all the Kira women. Kardashian don't crack, I guess. Yeah, they're they're Armenian, so they, yes, they... Kardashian don't crack. <laughs> you know what, man? I mean, like, I I have a lot of problems with this episode on many levels, but I don't want to just ramble on and on and on. So other people talk for a minute. So go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Golducott interrupts Kira. He has a, a scramble communication with her to tell her about, uh, he knows her mom. They used so this, to be lovers. This is the first place we've seen um, Golducott since he went bonkers on that, yeah. that one planet and mm-hmm. escaped, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently he spent the whole time working on t- untraceable communications technology. And I mean, like that's that's pretty fucked up that he's gonna do all this stuff, go out of his way to ruin Kevin Elise's day, but be like, oh yeah, guess what? Me and your mom, I totally banged her. I'll see, you. <laughs> I'll see you later. It's not like they even banged. I mean, they kept a serious relationship for a very long time. Mm-hmm. They would love us. Yeah, she went oh. on vacations with him. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Me neither. I'm just gonna keep talking and do. See, me. Bob. Bob was in the upper picture of my screen and now he's in the bottom right side of my screen like, and i can't like shadow stevens mm-hmm. we need the center square we, we need another what person on the show paul lynn jim j bullock <laughs> bruce Blanche. Ow. So it always had the question, the person with questionable sexuality as the center square no, because for the longest time, um, Joan Rivers was the center square when I was a kid when John Davidson hosted. Like, I literally remember Paul Lynn. Wait, oh, Sammy. Wait, you said questionable. Well, well, was there a back, question? <laughs> well, back then there was, because his uh, Halloween special is on, uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. No. Probably. Who, who recommended Pluto, by the way? I know one of you guys did. Who recommended Pluto? Pluto TV? Oh, yeah, I did. Man, that thing is amazing. It is. They have a, a 24-hour Mystery Science Theater 3000 channel. Yes. It's yes. great. And it's oh free. It's free. Yeah. Like, you have just, to watch the same crappy commercials every now and then. But, but what is this and where is it? It's Pluto like TV. a Pluto TV. Nobody t- ever just, listens to me. Just go to PlutoTV.com. Oh. It's like a Viacom thing. So Viacom owns it. There's like a 24-hour James Bond channel. There's like um, Doctor Who classic. There's, Doctor there's Who. a classic Doctor Who channel. Mm. There's an MST3K channel. It's it's amazing. Like Shout TV is there. There's like um, a uh, MTV reality show channel. <laughs> it's really Season good. Three of Real World. Yeah. Let me see here. I'll go there right now. Hang on. But like, because it's it's Thanksgiving. It's right around Thanksgiving, and every year this time. I always start watching MST3K because I find myself watching the MST3K Turkey Day Marathon. So I was kind of I was kind of fall back into Mystery Science Theater for like three weeks. And Pluto TV has a 24 hour channel. Yeah. Um, here, let's see here. Yeah, I only heard about it because there is a show. Do you guys remember CISO? It was this like NBC comedy app that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it went totally bankrupt because it was just marketed horribly. 
But there was a show on there that I always wanted to see uh, called Bajillion Dollar Properties, which was like this, uh, you know, like HGTV, like million dollar home uh, spoof show or whatever. But it, it was on Pluto TV. And so I was like, oh, let me check this out. And that's when I found out I had the Doctor Who channel. All right. So oh, here we go. Okay. So there is a Cake Boss channel, uh, an Adam, Adam's Family, Guy Code, The Hills, Love and Hip Hop, The Challenge, Black Ink Crew, which I guess is about black people getting tattoos or something. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, Unsolved Mysteries, Ooh. with the Robert Stack, so the yeah. original ones, Forensic mm-hmm. Files. Oh, I'm done. Files, uh, Leverage, that show Leverage, Chris Angel, Mind Freak, Dog the Bounty Hunter, Hell's Kitchen, Wahlburgers, The World Poker Tour, This Old House, Antiques Roadshow, Classic Doctor Who, um, Total Wipeout UK, MST3K, and there's a Rift Track channel, and then Comedy Central has a couple channels, and then there's like TV Land sitcoms and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a Comedy Central roast channel. How is this free? <laughs> because they they pay, uh, there's advertising. Yeah, uh, yeah there's. I mean, well, I mean, there used to be a free version of Hulu. I thought yeah. there still, still is. You just like watch a whole bunch of commercials. Oh, I. I've never. No, not able to, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So. You have to subscribe now. You used to be able to get it for free. So I think Pluto TV, once they start uh, getting more popular, might go the same route. The so funny thing is, when I first started uh, watching it, I was watching the classic Doctor Who channel, but there was some glitch in it. So during the Doctor Who commercials, they would show this like Asian movie channel nice. that was subtitled. So I'd be like, what? I was starting to get into these subtitled. Uh, Chinese movies. I was like, oh, shit. Awesome. And then when it goes commercial, you just go back to classic Doctor Who. I was like, okay, cool. There is a, t- there is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles channel. Did you say there was a James Bond channel? Yes. There's a James okay. Bond, uh, Pluto TV, James Bond. They just show James Bond movies. Pretty much all of it is chronologically, like the chronological release. Okay. Is the it's great. Like Doctor No, you know. Yeah. Goldfinger, whatever. Yeah. They, they have an MST3K channel. You can just watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 whenever you want. Yeah. I'm going to put on the It has to be said, there's something nice about just tuning in and seeing what's on. So, like, all most of the stuff on here is available somewhere else streaming where you can pick what episode you want or whatever. But it's nice just to kind of land and see, oh, sure, I'll watch this episode. I was talking about that with somebody the other day that the kids nowadays, and all these kids nowadays, um, <laughs> They uh, they don't know what it's like to be bored on a Sunday afternoon and just start flipping through channels. And then you come in like 10 minutes into a Xena episode yeah. or there's a Lost in Space episode on Sunday morning. You know, you just, as you flip through and you're just like, oh, this is cool. And then you would sit and watch that for a couple, you know, whatever was on the, the, that Sunday afternoon block for an hour or two until mm-hmm. your mom was like, get outside! RoboCop 2 is on. Let's watch RoboCop 2. You know, and you always would join, though, like 15 it's only minutes in. Let's watch the rest of it. Yeah. And there's or, something, like, just kind of fun about, like, back in those days, like, you happened to find something great on TV at that random time, and you call your friends and, like, hey, put on Channel 17 or whatever, and everybody's, like, watching whatever the, the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's kind of cool because my youngest – he will, he has his like little circle of friends and like, they'll have like a group FaceTime going and they'll put on a streaming show at the same time. And so they'll just be sitting there watching it together. Mm-hmm. But on like, so like how we are with the four blocks, he'll have that on his phone or on the, on the laptop when he uses it. And then on the TV, They'll all be watching like the new episode of Flash or whatever. That's what we used to do with Doctor Who. That's like you said, we what started the podcast back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's you know it's it's weird how times change like that. It's, oh, and but Bob, it's always the same. Yes, you with the ascot. Did you see the? Did you see the James with Bond the trailer? No. Today? Is, he wearing, is he wearing an ascot? No, but the title font. Uh-huh. Is the same font as Love Boat. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I sw- like literally the exact same font. That's really uh, funny. Yeah, and so as soon as I saw that, it's like, oh god, that that. Is this what I error. sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. It's the same font. That's funny. The Just James saying. Bond trailer is out. Yeah, uh, for James Bond uh, twenty-five. Yep, the last one. 
2020 well, release date. Well, the last Daniel Craig James Bond. Yeah, so the last one ever. No. There's no reason to watch another one. Last one with balls. Jesus. That's what, so at the Air Force Academy, the class of 1980 is the first class with women. Mm-hmm. So the class of 79 on their class rings at LCWB, put it on there. Last class with balls. Terrible. And in 1992, they all got written up on sexual harassment charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know who didn't get written up on a sexual harassment charge? Gold Ducat. Yeah, well, he she was, liked it. Well, right. well, he was also kind of his own boss, so he could get away with it. And let's find ourselves some comfort women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of disturbingly close, though, because this was the 90s, and that's when I was first reading about that in China. So I was like, that, that's kind of real. It's a really nice way to say fucking whores. So let's get some whores. I don't think you, I mean, I, I always thought whore was more of a yeah, voluntary comfort thing. Comfort woman is kind of, yeah, more involuntary. Like, you've been conscripted to become a comfort woman. Yeah, you don't get the, uh, what you call the, it's not like an elected office or something. Okay, You've been nominated. Run, run for comfort woman. Go yeah. door to door. <laughs> now, now, well, here's the thing. Look at these big tits. I want to be a comfort woman. Kira Narice, um, she she's freaked out by this, obviously, and she tells Cisco, yeah. and her answer is, I want to go back in time. That's what, and this is something, I guess it never really clicked with me before, but the orbs are kind of like infinity stones, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like each one oh, has yeah. a special power to, to do stuff. Like there's... Yeah orb of prophecy or whatever and now the orb of time yeah well didn't we didn't somebody already do the orb of time yeah somebody has done the orb of time it says i think that's the trials and tribulations one right didn't they go back in Mm -hmm. time for that yeah that's when they got the orb of time right something i don't know it says the time the orb of time was introduced previously in the trials and tribulations episode um the orb of time is a time travel device which are highly restrictive in the Federation, but Bajor is not a part of the Federation, so they can do whatever the fuck they want with their orb of time. Which just they, first, can, they can F with time. Yeah, which, first off, is just kind of stupid. Like She's like, you know what? I'm not going to do any research. I'm not going to look around. I'm not going to dig through records or anything. I'm just going to go back in time. And Cisco's like, I guess that's cool. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure let me know how it goes if you get to watch let me know about it this is a really trivial request right like whoever the orb keepers the monks or whatever they keep the orbs like if they said yes to this what do they say hey uh look i want to go back in time to see if my mom slept with gold to cut i bet there's lots of people making that request though that line's over there here's a form for it specifically for that Like, hey, I just forgot to pay my car bill last month. Can I go back in time and take care of that? Okay, thanks. Mm, yeah, so you got to get uh, Kai Wynn to sign off on those. Yeah, but, you know, the Gold Ducat one has oh, a child. Form. Oh, child. We all want to go back in time. We all want to go back in time and pay our late car note. But, child, we can't work. It does, the system doesn't work that way, child. You must what if pay. I said that I had to pay Gold Ducat for my car note? Well, that line is over below there. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so she just goes back in time and shows up. Gotta get back, back in time. <laughs> yeah, there's not even like a cool car or like a trash machine or anything that works. It just, just goes back in time. And then um, she shows up and sure as shit, she lands right in the specific spot where she's supposed to be and she meets her mom instantly. And this is where, (laughs) this is gonna sound really weird, but there's, they have to know that that's their daughter. Right? Like, wouldn't you just think? There's be like an intuition or like, hey, that person looks just like me, kinda. And she just showed up out of nowhere. Like, uh, it just, uh, that's, I you totally think so. She, Kira doesn't really look like either of her parents. And she doesn't particularly look like her child version of herself. I don't know, man. I, know. I mean, the fact. But yeah, that- this is like Marty McFly. Like, how did she not recognize that that's her own son or, the, yeah. you know, that they, they look, I don't know. I guess it is different in that regard, but still, it's kind of like. Mm, you would think that there would be some kind of like well, connection the, or something. Well, the thing is, though, she realizes that Back to the Future when she kisses him, she's like, it's like kissing my brother. 
Mm-hmm. And she kind of realized that yes, they were family. So maybe if they t- totally started fucking like they should have they should have scissored. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, your clitoris feels weird on my. It's like my own clitoris. Mom, smell my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just I'm not gonna lie to you. It but like it kind of took me out of it. I thought she would have wanted back in some kind of like disguise or something like mm. fake Actually, mustache. I don't think they have a choice though. Like they just the orb of time just makes them look like how they look, which yeah, it, makes me think. So Gold Ducat saw her, her fake person in the past. Mm-hmm. Is his memory just bad or something? Like he's like, Kira, you look like this lady I knew once. He's had so many women, Jack. Uh, are you yeah. gonna remember some chick from twenty years ago, thirty years ago, maybe twenty-five? Well, if it was around the time, if she was best friends with one of your favorite consorts, who now that consort's daughter. Is somebody that you're after, and like, click in your head. They Maybe did, that's why he's attracted to Kira. They did save me from a bomb blowing up. Yeah, and then disappeared mysteriously. Yeah, yeah, but he only saw her like what twice. I'm just saying, man. Like three times. I know it sounds trivial, but the fact that the mother or the father didn't recognize Narice, even in the slightest, like you look familiar, or there's something about you, the the fact that that line wasn't uttered. Yeah. It took so me out of it. You mentioned we mentioned DC Fontana at the top of the episode, and the animated series episode. She one of the ones she wrote or she did write was Yesteryear, and that's where Spock goes through the the Guardian of Forever, back in time to Vulcan, and actually ends up like saving himself or whatever from the bear thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he I'm mentions your cousin, from yeah, City. Yeah, cousin that you've heard of, but you don't know too closely. And so that's how he they address the whole, you look familiar thing. I'm a cousin from out will, of town. I will say though, Bob, like her parents and everybody there were probably just too hungry to even. Come on, Dennis. I mean, they still would have been like, I, I think they could have just gotten rid of the whole thing by like, you remind me of someone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, they, the line is never uttered and it just kind of takes me right out of it. It's just because, I mean, I don't know, there has to be some kind of connection there as opposed to just some random full Bajoran who just shows up and starts taking such an active part in your existence. So would you recognize one of your kids in 25 years? I'd like to think I would. Like if you never, like if you just, if you go into a coma today and you wake up in 25 years, well, I mean, look at the way Kira was staring at her all doe-eyed and lovingly and like, what's your name? I'm just an interested party or whatever. At the very she should be creeped out or something. Yeah, it's like, bitch, you yeah. get away from my her. My name? Uh, fire uh, Cave. <laughs> okay. Hello, Fire Cave. <laughs> Like when she asked her their name, it felt like when I DM and somebody asked me, well, what's that NPC's name? Uh, Find one. Yes, yeah, you just fucking make one up. But yeah, so it's just kind of My weird. name is Nira Carice. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked. But yeah, it just it just I don't know. I, I maybe I'm harping on this too much, but it just took me out of it. I'm Julian Bashir. <laughs> Wait, did she have a different earring? Because aren't the earrings like family? I don't know. Styled or something, Ben? Like I can't it's remember. Like a, it's I, like a I, I'm so tired of Bajorans at this point. Even the Kardashians <laughs> seem more interesting. I'm just, it's like. Oh it just turned into a Nazi. I think their earrings are like, uh, not, not Ku Klux Klan, but like <gasps> unrelated. We're going for like a racist trifecta right now. <laughs> racist Ray. <laughs> I'm racial Ray. Racial Ray. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if, she, if she had the earring, the same earring, then that would have been noticeable, I would think. Yeah. To be like, hey, Hey, look, there's the earring there. And when I, when I tug it, you got a scar in your ear. What you happened? stole that earring I lost a week ago. Don't. Just took me out of it, man. But anyway, so wow. like. That's interesting that that, did, that that was that big of a thing, though, for you. I mean, I just think you. It didn't recognize- even cross my mind. Honestly. <laughs> it she did bother me a little she bit. She doesn't look like either, her, either of her parents. Like I can see, because like my son, 
is my spinning image. So if he, if I saw him grown up, I would be like, oh yeah, that's me. But you would assume that like she, if she doesn't look like the parents, maybe she looks like one of her grandparents or something like that. Maybe. You know, so they should look at her and say like, oh, well, you know, you look just like my mom or whoever, you know. That's all. And that's all it would have taken. Like, oh, you look like so and so. You seem so familiar to me. And then I'd be like. You look like the milkman that used to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, but um, and then you just, it just kind of goes from there. Then you find out that Kira's dad was a beard, or Kira's mom was a beard for her dad, which is why he didn't mind when she went off to go fuck Goldukat. He's into it. He's yeah. a cuck. He's just, <laughs> he was just gay. <laughs> is he really a gay? He just wanted he just wanted somebody to cover for him because gayness wasn't accepted in colonial Bajoran times. <laughs> Did I miss that part? Or did that really happen? Uh, I, I'm thinking you. I'm thinking you. Uh, no. I'm, I'm thinking floor worm is more likely than than the other. Floor worm. Floor. I don't even know what that. What does that mean? That, that was the cuck thing, right? <laughs> in uh, what was it? And you're the worst. You're the worst. I'm just a floor worm. <laughs> We're getting into Ben's fetishes right now, everybody. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Oh my god! Are you the yeah. one who watches those giantess videos, Ben? The who? Giantess. You I guys never seen those. You, now you're telling on yourself. Dude. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Like, apparently, some people have a fantasy of being dominated by giant women. I'm I also watch Steven one, Universe. <laughs> I'm 6'1", 260 pounds. It, that's going to be a challenge. It would be a fantasy of yours that can never be fulfilled. Or rarely you, know, you know what my fantasy is? Is to find someone, male or female, that's big enough to come up from behind me and catch my arms and like do that thing where you like, like snatch and it cracks your back. Yeah. And like, that's what... So yes, if you can find a person big enough to do that for me, they're my new best friend. There you Bob, go. Bob, you're taller. You're bigger. Maybe. I'll see yeah, next you, time. yeah, he's going to see a chiropractor after he tries to lift, lift my 265 pounds. Next time I see you, okay, I'm going to get behind you and try to lift you up. <laughs> yeah. Lift me up. <laughs> see, it'd be easier if you just bend over, yeah. and then I can lift you up. <laughs> so it's kind of like a modified fireman Wait, lift. Your, your pants are kind of in the way. <laughs> I, yeah, your belt's going to push against – hold on. Well, my pants just happen to be in the way. <laughs> this is a lot easier if we grease up. Hold on. <laughs> Get the, do you got any Crisco, margarine? So, I really need to latch on to you. So here's one point of contact. Here's another. Here comes a third. <laughs> it's like a pivot point. See, I have these leather straps right here. I'll just use those to grab onto you. Pivot. Oh, and speaking of leather, it matches these masks that I brought. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you've been waiting for all your life, Ben? This exact experience? No. Doesn't sound so shabby. But um, but yeah, so now we learn that (coughs) that Narice's mom is indeed a concubine of Gold Ducat. And she's digging it. Like she fell into this really quickly. Just took some food. Like, ooh, look at all this food. <laughs> she was yeah. done. That's how you get me. Well, he's <laughs> Golden Cotch got a, a pretty uh, calculating game. He's got like Michael Jackson level game of how to pick out his prey. Seriously, have some have some Jesus juice. It's gonna oh, be delicious. No, it's this guy bothering you? Oh no, no. You you come live with me. You're gonna come up here. We'll make sure we get some food for your family. Yeah, because what was it? The other, the legate, whatever, was uh, like quoting what the one guy was. He was like, "Okay, now he's going to say this," and he's yeah, I've seen this a million times. Yeah. Oh, let me fix that scar on your face. There you go. I'm the best guy ever. I would like to get a dermal regenerator. Those are handy. Get you a dermal, and then we'll have sex. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't pushy about it. He was just very. Just nope, nope. Have some food. He wasn't pushy. He's like, "Hey, eat." Oh, you don't want to eat? Then no food for you. The hell has no. 
Your fire went out. My fire went out. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Turned into anime. Yeah. Naruto behind you? Or I don't know what that is. Tentacle porn? Uh, it's the <laughs> Dragon Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fireplace. The Dragon Comma Prince? Fireplace Classic. Here on the Fireplace Classic channel. Fireplace. Oh, Reloaded my. the Fireplace. There probably is a Fireplace channel on Pluto TV. Created by. Somebody gets a created by for that? That's ridiculous. Hey, you know that fireplace on TV? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a check out. Hey, check my IMDb. Executives, I've got a great idea. It's a whole show about it. So think about your living room. Remember when you was a kid and you believed in Santa Claus and you had the fireplace there and it was all exciting and shit? All right, where's your fireplace now? You ain't got one. You know what you got? You got the 65-inch uh, uh, LG TV. So what you going to do with that? Bam! That's it's what you're gonna fire do. I've ever seen. It's like you're trying to fucking burn Darth Vader's body after you <laughs> defeated him on the Death Star. Well, what I do is, if I hear the British soldiers coming, I have all of my documents that I was going to send to General Washington, and I throw them in the fireplace. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just a pile of papers at the base of your TV. Ben's living it, but yeah. So, uh, so Gold Ducat is smashing it, and Kira's all mad because. She, She's you're you know these people and you're killing them and Mary's like well, you know she, what? at first she doesn't see she doesn't see her mom for a long time and she thinks oh Gold Ducat has taken her prisoner and it's just oh, no. prisoner of that cock <laughs> yeah. she's a sex slave no she likes it yeah but then she gets called up. To the big leagues, baby. And mom's like, oh, I've got a friend who's a comfort woman. What? I want, I want her to live with us up here. She finds out her mom would be loving it. Yeah, she's like, you like it? He's sitting around with Gold Ducat. And she's like, no, I don't like it. But yeah, I mean. I have food. My family has food. Getting dick on the regular. Yeah. Like, what's not to like here? And I mean, I get it. But uh, Nerese has a hard time understanding because to her, it's always been very black and white. And this now still, it's still, everything is still black and white for her, which is kind of annoying to me. Well, she's also dealing with the fact that like, she thought her mom died in the prison camp year, you know, like when they were together, like she thought that she was just dead and gone. And then finding out that like all these things about her are complete lies. But it's not like her mom told her that lie. You know, right. like, why are you being, you're, you're misplacing your anger at your mom. All she's doing is living her life. Like somebody else told you that lie. And all she's doing is living her life for the betterment of her family. Like I think they, I, the one thing I think they didn't do a good job of is kind of her mom was too willing a participant. Like she needed to have like, a, I don't want to do this. I don't like doing this. I'm not enjoying this at all, but I'm just kind of pretending for my family. Like I'm, I'm doing like, there are people who fight and sacrifice on the battlefield. And this is my fight. This is my sacrifice, but yeah. I'm for the betterment of my family. Never had that conversation. And she like, just immediately went all in and was like, okay. <laughs> and I think that conversation could have been had. It's just that we, the time, the window that that happened, we missed. That was when Narice had left, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, so, yeah. But I mean, I think if you have, for me anyway, if you have the, you look familiar and she says, this is my sacrifice. This episode's like a nine, but they don't, mm-hmm. but, but it's just, it happens too conveniently. Like she's like, oh yeah, my family. Yes. Yeah, okay. This just, episode's more about Kira than it is about her mom. So yeah. all the like the realizations and everything are what Kia, Kira has to go through or Narice has to go through. You know? Yeah, but, this, yeah, but like she has to understand that, okay, you know, she goes from, oh, my mom was a victim to my mom is a collaborator to my mom was doing this for our benefit to some extent, you know, like she has to change her, her point of view or her understanding of what her mom went through. Yeah, but if but but based on watching this episode, when I see Narice's mom, she's very much like, yeah, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Like, would would Kira's adjustment but, to like how she's viewing her mom like would that have been easier for her to deal with if she saw that like it was actually a struggle? But I think that's you know? why they didn't do they. I mean, they didn't do that because like it turns out like she hooks up with the resistance on on Terok Nor, and since she's close to uh, uh, Ducat's concubine, they want her to plant a bomb in his room. And so she goes along with his plan because she thinks, well, my mom's a fucking collaborator anyway, so fuck her. Mm-hmm. So she goes along with that because she's never seen this, you know, uh, understanding that her mom has that, okay, my family is doing a lot better now because I'm making this sacrifice of taking this dick from Ducat, basically. And she only sees that at the last second when she's her mom's watching that video. Like, I'm sure... That, that may not have been the first video. It may have been the first, but there may have been other types of evidence that Ducat was giving her that, hey, your family's being taken care of. You know, they're not sick anymore. They're not hungry, blah, 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 blah. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. So she, that makes it easier for her mom to say, well, I guess this is what I have to do instead of trying to slit Ducat's throat, which will just get him replaced by somebody who's probably more brutal to the Bajoran people. Right. You know? No. And I- will definitely <laughs> kill her family. The thing is, I want, I want the mom to say that to Nerese. I don't want Nerese to see it on a video screen. But why? Why does she need to say that to her? Who the fuck is this bitch trying to tell me how to help? I think you turn me around, Dennis. Honestly, because I think that that has more impact than if yeah. she just told her, like, "Oh, this is really a struggle for me." And- she was literally seconds away from blowing up her own mom. Because mm-hmm. she thought she was a collaborator. And she still thinks she's a collaborator at the yeah. end of it. But then she's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I think a little part of her understands her mom's situation. But it, she just doesn't want to accept it as her new way of thinking. She always wants to think of the Cardassians as evil. And especially Ducat. There's never anything good about Ducat. Even though his, you know, taking care of her family, moving them out of where they were living before, making sure they have enough food, basically saved Kira's life. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. would have died as a child from malnutrition if her mom hadn't, you know, hooked up with Ducat. So it's just kind of, it just kind of sucks to me at the end. And I, I really kind of hate Kira about this because she doesn't understand that. It's like, you wouldn't even be here. <laughs> like if your mom didn't do this, like, your mom didn't volunteer. It's like, oh, are you looking for comfort women? Send me, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, though, it's like um, maybe Kira does understand that. And her whole thing is like, yeah, but at, so now you have almost like a survivor guilt thing flying into it because it's like, at what price? Yeah, I, the only reason I'm here now is that she made that sacrifice then. But was that worth it? Even if it means I would be dead now. She See, she's she's thinking if Ducat if if she blew up Ducat or whatever, then the Cardassians would have packed up and gone home. Bullshit. That never would have happened. They would have just sent in more troops. They would have killed more people, you know, to put down the resistance and all this other kind of stuff. And it would have been bloodier for everybody in the end. So, yeah. but I mean, she was part of the resistance, and that was kind of that was a thing that they would just do. It was like, hey, let's just take out as many of the top dudes as we can, like we're going to fight. So, I mean, like, it didn't seem like it was too out of the question for her to like, you know, let's take Ducat. Because all the people that had been labeled as collaborators by the resistance, nobody had ever really seen their side of the story. Yeah. But my, clearly there were people like the, the, the head guy, the balding dude who was shoveling all the women around. Like, yeah, that guy's a collaborator. A collaborator is fuck. But her mom she didn't really have a choice and she was like, she, not everybody has to think about all the Bajoran people. She has, like, some people it's enough to take care of her family. Like that's, I, that's her war right there is making I, sure she survives. I understand she didn't have a choice and I understood my she whole have thing, a choice. My, like, she could have, she could have said, fuck you Ducat and like you know, tried to kill him or just said no or whatever and then she would have been killed and her family probably would have been the whole thing about me is if you watch the episode she just takes to it entirely too easy and willingly but there's no we don't volunteer like secretly like no no i'm not saying we don't see a passage of time though that's the thing like because they talk about like she she had been gone for weeks 
mm-hmm. they said. And so we don't see what happens during the time ever since Kira got, you know, kicked out of the Comfort Girl Club to to doing whatever, you know, working in the mines or whatever. Yeah, but that's my point, though. Tell me what happens. Like, show, me, show me what happens. We're supposed to see this through Kira's eyes, not like have a, a an omniscient understanding of everything that's happening. So, like, everything's supposed to be revealed to us the way that Kira is understanding well, it. Well, doesn't, Norris doesn't ask his, hey, where were you? What happened? What's going on? Like, where, yeah, And know? maybe maybe she was kicking and screaming at first or, you know, not totally into it. But by the end of their vacation or whatever, she was like, hey, you know, if my family's being taken care of, this is what I got to do. And so maybe that's, you know, what she would she would say when Kira finally asked her about it. She's like, oh, yeah, no, he's not that bad. You don't and really, she did have that conversation with her at some point, but it was yeah. it was like you said, it was like weeks later yeah. after she came back, and it was like so yeah, like you said, we missed that whole process of she's coming around and learning that Ducat really isn't that bad or whatever. Yeah. So. And part of that's probably because she knew that her family was being taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Interesting. I don't think we've talked about a Star Trek episode this much in a really long time. Ever. <laughs> I, I like it. Intellectual basis, too. Yeah, I just, just I just realized I really don't think I like Star Trek anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we've actually talked I don't about think you ever it. Did. Uh, I, you know, I was faking it the first four years that I was on the show. I was just reading the Wikipedia thing before we would come on to the show. That and, makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so... Uh, so we all kind of we already kind of figured out what happened. Dennis told us all. So what did what did you think of the episode overall? Then, who me? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I really don't like Kira <laughs> because she doesn't she doesn't want to change. Like all throughout Star Trek, and I guess DS Nine may be different than the other series from this aspect, mm-hmm. but. In all the other series, like people learn and grow as the series, you know, their characters develop and they grow from the experiences they have. But Kira just refuses to grow, it seems like. There's times when she kind of does it and then she snaps back. She's like, no, no, I always have to hate the Cardassians. She, she's seen some shit over the years. Yeah, like, I don't understand that. <laughs> That's her default setting, though. And I don't yeah. see how her finding out that someone she hates as much as Gold Dukat took her mother from her and yes made her life better and yada, yada. i don't see how that's going to snap her out of it to make if anything it's just going to harden her even more towards him well not not that so much as she still sees her mom as a collaborator i mean she kind of that's the thing that is like how can you how can you still see your mom as a collaborator i don't i don't understand that like a collaborator to me is somebody who's helping the enemy like mm-hmm. like telling oh shit well she is helping gold over there She's helping Gold Dukat, helping him get that nut. Exactly. You know? I don't know. I mean, granted, she didn't do it willingly. She was forced into it. But I mean, I also think part of that, too, was when she's like, oh, yeah, he's not so bad. Just because he filled my belly and gave my kids some stuff, like, Norris can't separate the two of those things because she's thinking he killed thousands and thousands and thousands of, of Bajorans. And just because he gave our family some food doesn't make him okay. I don't just I, imagine how many more he would have killed if he wasn't getting Hummers on a regular basis. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel like she's probably going through some some shock also because she just found out that her mom didn't die in the yeah. camp and that she yeah. lived for an extra seven years. And not only that, but... I'm not saying that she should do a complete <laughs> turnaround on her views about everything, but just some movement towards more understanding about, hey, you know, there's a spectrum of what people are. Like people are shades either, of gray, yeah. Not either resistance or collaborators. Like there's people in between there that mm-hmm. can't fall into either camp. You know, they're just trying to live their lives and do the best they can. Not everybody but, has to be a war hero or be the villain in the yeah, story. But, but I think for Norris though, it's 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 also being a a resistance fighter is so kind of ingrained into her being it's it's def- pretty much defined who she was so for her it's very much like it is there is no gray it's just good guys bad guys yeah but and i mean you, and if you're helping the the Car- if you're helping the cardassians take over her homeland 
And if you're helping them financially, if you're helping them with natural resources, if you're helping them getting a nut off, then you are, then you are on the wrong side of her. At some point though, you have to, you have to make peace. Like, especially once you've won. I mean, do you have to? George Washington and, and the, the, the colonists, when they got freedom from England, didn't like cut off England forever. Yeah, but she grew up like well, that's, that's her dad. like even like Ariel Sharon and you know Arafat like making peace and stuff. Like there's just like at some point you're like okay, resistance is no longer needed. Like we need to eventually figure out a way to move forward and coexist. There's yeah, a big difference between Arafat and Sharon yeah. and, yeah. and Washington and King George. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is like you go eventually from your battlefield relationship to try to establish some kind of status quo see but i also think too if you go back and you look at the show like there are times when narice lets her guard down when it comes to gold ducat and then he does something that's kind of even more underhanded and more creepy or more just kind of rapey and gross think about with the daughter when he was trying to use his daughter i'm not saying like i'm not (laughs) ducat is bad we all know this but like she should understand her mom's point of view a little more than she does because at the end, like I thought she did when she saved her from the bomb, she even Mm -hmm. saved her from the bomb. Mm -hmm. And like, I thought she started to understand, okay, you know, not everybody can be a resistance fighter. Like some people just have to do what they have to do. But that's why when she gets back to the present, my point being though, back to the future. But yes, but if my point with earlier before was if, if Narisa's mom would have said, they have their battles out here. I'm fighting my battle here. I think that could have helped. like that? <laughs> but my point being is I think that could have helped her in her mindset and given you what you were looking for, Dennis, in some extents, where she could get some understanding. I don't think she was – and this is mainly – you think, I think if her mom said that, then she, Kira would have understood it? I don't think Yes, so. I, I do. I th- and I think that's part of the sc- I think that's the script failing you. Not she would have said she would have said it. Ben that, is so over. Oh, this. she's it's just wonderful. she's just trying to say whatever she wants to rationalize what she's doing. You know, like it's the same thing as okay, I'm just doing this to take care of my family or whatever. Like she's just rationalizing it so that she can keep her belly full and her mouth of juice. Ben, we. I feel you like know what I mean, though. I feel like we've lost you, Ben. Which well, is no, no. It's, it's. Am it's, I off base here? I, I there's can, no. There's no convincing Kira that her mom's not a collaborator. Right. Even and if I her can, mom comes out and says, "Oh, well, I'm resisting him in my own way," it's like, no, you're not. You, you should never going to believe that. If you no, didn't, thing, if, I mean, but, if you didn't plant a bomb, if you didn't kill a Cardassian, or if you didn't, you know, sabotage some machinery or something, you're not doing your part according yeah. to Kira. You're right? in his she bedroom. doesn't grow past that at all. Yeah, you're in the bedroom. He's asleep next to you. There's a kitchen full of knives. Yeah. Why is he still alive? Yeah. You're obviously not doing enough. See, but I also think you have to look at it from Narisa's point of view where she lived her life so long in that frame of mind mm-hmm. that, it, that that would be hard to get out of. Yeah, it was always yeah. us versus them when it comes to Bajorans and Cardassians. That, that is her... That is her entire existence. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying Star Trek usually see people grow and she just, she refuses to grow, which is a main character in Star Trek to refuse. I mean, the series isn't over yet though. But I, (laughs) I I think though, this is the advantage of Deep Space Nine. This is, this is Deep Space Nine though, where it's like, no, this is more realistic. I mean, my grandmother went to her grave with a grudge against her half brother. Like my entire life, I heard the next time I see him, I'll be at his funeral. And that's just so I can make sure that some bitch is dead. And when he died, she literally had me drive her to the funeral home. I thought she was going to fucking, you know, have this moment of oh, poor guy, he's dead. She walks, I walk her up to the casket. She looks inside, she sees him laying there dead. And she goes, well, some bitch is dead. Let's go. There's... There is that kind of hate, and that's one. I understand, but like, there are people Star- still flying a goddamn Confederate flag isn't, today. Isn't the point, the <laughs> point of Star ones. Trek, though, is supposed to inspire to some level, right? But this yeah. is where. But, but what's the message of this episode? Is that you know, some people no can't get over what it. evidence you get. You never have to change your point of view. It's not that you don't have to. It's just that the the lesson is that some people can't, and some people. What kind of lesson is that? I mean, uh, it's, it's a lesson in life. We all we already know that. 
but it's a lesson like, of if, but, it, like, but it's it also, would be it would be better if oh shit Kira can change maybe I can change. You know? Well, see, I think it's though more from if you I don't look have at how Cisco cold, react. You know, I don't need uh, somebody to give me exposition on why I should change. Like I can actually experience stuff and start to understand the world better. But if anything, she's only. Own. If anything, this is only going to solidify her hatred for Cardassia, Gold Ducat, and just the whole occupation. Because look what they were doing to families. I'm not all talking over. about how she thinks about Cardassians. Though. I'm talking about how she thinks about her mom. I mean, I. Like, how can she not even understand because, a little bit that her mom's not? Well, no, that's the thing. I think she does understand. She's like, yeah, she she did what she had to do but she's, to survive she's and keep me alive. But she's a collaborator. By doing those things that she did to survive, she's a collaborator. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. I, I You know what? I I appreciate the fact that you've had a much better life than so many people. It's... Jesus. You are a fortunate person, and I'm glad to see that there are good souls on the planet like you. Nobody's ever. That's not a slam. Why does that sound like an insult to call somebody a good person? And I don't mean for it to. Has nobody ever misjudged somebody before and then learned a little bit more about him and said, oh, you know what? You know, maybe I was wrong about that person. I am the king of first judgments. Yeah, but who are we misjudging here, Dennis? That's my point. I'm saying she misjudged her mom. No, if anything. Like she saw her mom as a collaborator because she was shacking up with. With Gold Ducat. But like, is she not a collaborator? Her mom before was a lie that was told to her. Right. So now that she's she's finally and seen that's gotta her mom, be a real hard nut to swallow. I understand. So <laughs> then she, like she decides immediately, nut. okay, my mom's a collaborator because she's shacking up with Ducat. Even mm-hmm. though she sees the positive impacts it's had on her own life and her family's life mm-hmm. from that, like and how hard it was for her but mom. She does, but she also to be doesn't separate from her family. But she also doesn't have a mother now. Like her mother was taken from. She her. wasn't going to have a mother either. If her mom tried to be uh, in the resistance, she would never would have gotten her mom back. Yeah, but my point is that. But at least it would have been like in Kira's eyes, an honorable death. <laughs> Kira wouldn't have any eyes because she'd be dead too. But I mean. She was better off not knowing that her mom banged Ducat and going down this whole rabbit hole of finding out there's more to it. Don't have with time. Don't have with time. Well, yeah, but you got Ducat bragging about it the head of the episode. Called her on her mom's birthday. Guess what? So she should just just taken it as it's a lie. Guess what? I fucked your mom. Yeah, she should have taken it. Was there doubt? I mean, it's like, uh... Yeah, there was nothing in the official record which would make her doubt that. But she had that doubt, though. Somehow, somewhere, she's like, I just, I have to know for sure. Well. But he knew too many details. He knew, like, her favorite flowers, knew her birthday, knew about the scar on her face. Well, the birthday and the scar is easy. Don't fuck with time, baby. He was was Facebook friends with her. He was Facebook (laughs) talking to her, so he knew all that stuff. He slid up into her DMs. I understand Narice's uh, hatred, and I understand, like... Of Cardassians. Yeah. And I understand her hatred of collaborators, too, because, I mean, they're, to her, they're just as bad. You think, do you think Kira's mom's a collaborator? Do mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I if understand... You, if, you had, if you were... Okay, let's say we're Bajorans, and... You were taken to do something like a cushy, cushy slave labor job, whatever. Mm-hmm. For your like, Jenny, you're taken to be a comfort woman. I want to be a comfort woman. Why can't I be a comfort? comfort we're woman? comfort men. Yeah. And we're told we're if we do it, then our families will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do it? Probably. Collaborator. Yep. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's I don't know why. I mean, and are you be okay if your kids want to kill you and spit in your face one day? Yes, and I would hate myself every second of every day. Yeah, I would kill myself. Maybe she doesn't feel comfortable confiding that to this strange woman who keeps looking at her like she's her mother. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a good point. No, I get why she wouldn't confide it in her, but at the same time, I understand why Kira would hate her for it. And if... I mean, I, I mean, if so, just say, for instance, whatever the liberation happened, Kira's mom, you know, made it past those seven years and, and got out of the occupation. Do you think she would have killed herself afterwards for having to have done what she did? Or do you think she could have rationalized it a way that, no, no, I had to do what I had to do sur- to survive? I think clearly her husband understood. Mm-hmm. 
Like they like maybe him. they maybe never would have told. Well, he was eating good. Kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and the kids are you know surviving where they probably yeah. like hero probably would have died based on the way they were talking. Okay, but, so here's something I see though from mom and dad are from the generation of we're just you know we're beat down and oppressed. Where Kira is from the generation that stood up, that that you know. But there the was there was a resistance at that time, though. But maybe it wasn't as strong. There maybe it wasn't as guy on the on DS Nine. I understand Kira that, but they were obviously weren't doing as good a job as the resistance was when when Kira came around. I also like the fact that Dennis is saying like, well, why why would this woman confide in this stranger? We're talking about Star Trek where people fall in love and are willing to give up careers instantly. Like, oh, oh your planet disappears every 70 years? <laughs> That's fine. What are you enjoying? Like, like, yes, Dennis, this is a drama and I need to see more drama and I needed to see more of a conflict from Narisa's mom that I didn't get. And I'm not blaming, my whole blame there is on the writers and producers and directors of the program. I'm I'm good with how it was presented. I think you disagree. I think you need that. You need that kind of. Hey, you know what I noticed about it though, is that there's this little sci-fi show that lasted for 42 minutes, and we're talking about it 30 years later. See, and the thing so is, I gotta think that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but my point is too, they even give you a little bit of it when she's watching the video of her husband, where she's like, mm-hmm. mm, 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 just say it. Just say it, like say I'm sorry, or say say Wait, right there. There's your perfect opportunity to. Why do does it. she need to apologize to this woman? That's no, what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying apologize <laughs> to the woman. I'm saying apologize to like the image on the screen of her husband. I'm sorry. But she's already done that. She's done that like three videotapes but, ago. But my point is, I want to see that as a viewer, so mm-hmm. I can see the conflict. You didn't in understand. Her. You didn't as, understand it from that one scene. As as the view, but what my point is, as the viewer, yes, sometimes I want to have something laid out to me completely. So okay. I can go, okay, this is what it is. I think, I think Kira clearly understood that at that point, right? Because she mm-hmm. saved her yeah. and she saved Dukat. Mm-hmm. So she understood what was happening there. So like, why didn't that carry forward when she's doing her final analysis of her mom's life? That's all I'm saying. Cause her mom's a collaborator. I guess she had just enough doubt in that moment. Like, do I really want to kill my mom? I see this, like, right now she's she's upset. I should probably save her. You know, there's the reasonable doubt. But she's still not entirely convinced that guess, her mom is not an evil collaborator. I guess we see the word collaborator differently. And what defines somebody as a collaborator. Right. Because we all agree, oh boy, was the, the, the chick picker was... Uh, Oh, Absolutely yeah. a collaborator. Oh yeah. In the most truest sense of the word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just when you get to those fringe collaborations. Yeah, there's a gray area. Very gray area. Well, okay, well what about saying, the, like, the French the women who slept with Nazi soldiers during the war that had their heads shaved after the war for being collaborators? I'm not disagreeing with you that there is a gray area, but I'm also saying too that I don't blame Narice for not seeing it. Mm-hmm. But she, that, I think she did see it. That's the weird, like they, it leads you to believe that she did see it. But then when she's, you know, talking to Cisco about it later, it's like she never saw it. Like mm-hmm. the only reason she says she saved her is because she's her mom. But then why did you save Ducat? <laughs> well, because you can't fuck with time. She, she put a bomb in the room. No, but I'm saying like... She, if she had said, oh, okay, I didn't want to mess up the timeline, then she, I was like, okay, fine. No, I'm saying she she had to save Ducat for the television purposes because then your whole show is fucked. <laughs> He's got a contract for another eight yeah. episodes yeah. and uh, he'd just be sitting around getting a free check. And then you're like, wow, we got to rewrite everything because this one episode... <laughs> we're Season seven that. makes no sense now. Yeah. So, all right. Me neither. One question I do have from this episode, though, is Zial, mm-hmm. uh, Kira's half sister, mm-hmm. is that going to be revealed later? Oh, I don't know. There's a chance. I mean, at this point now, she she pretty much. I haven't seen the rest of the series, so I don't know. But like, I started thinking, I was like, she was with Ducat for seven years. Like, I don't know the math exactly of when Zial was born. Well, Zial was only nineteen, wasn't she, or something? 
Yeah, but was how old she, is Akira? Was she like 29 or 30? No, she's probably in her 30s. She she's in her like space 30s. When Kira went back into time. There's a good chance that Zial is her half-sister, is all I'm saying. Maybe. Uh, well, see, at the same time, though, the, the legate said that, yeah, Daldicott does this all the time. Yeah. I understand. But, I mean, I, you know, it's just like – There's a chance. Turning, the wheel's turning in my head that are we going to find out later that, that Zial was – Kira's half sister. Maybe that would be an interesting plot twist. An interesting plot twist. There we go. That's an interesting episode of Dork Trek where we actually talked about Star Trek for a really long time. Yeah, this is one of the this is one of the better episodes of Trek FM I've listened to. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be critically acclaimed. All right, so Dennis, what do you say? What What do you give the episode? Uh, I'd say it's like a seven. I thought it was pretty good. All that for a seven, Dennis? Come on, you got to come stronger than that. Seven out of nine, that's pretty good. You know, it's 77% of the points available. All right, Jenny, what do you say? I'm going to stick with my answer that I gave last week. 6.9, yeah. <laughs> uh, ben? I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. I agree with Dennis. I'm going to say it's a five and a half. Ben agrees with me. I think he agrees with your rating, but not your I agree with the rating, not your lot. <laughs> yeah. I see the thing. I agree with Bob's understanding of the collaboration, and I agree with your rating of the episode. Because I, I, I mean, one, I, I honestly, we're talking about this episode 25 years later. So I, I think that is a big part of how well written this entire series is. But. At the same time, it's one of those things where I think you have to have episodes like that that make you have, you know, it's TV that makes you think. It's TV that makes you, you watch the episode and then you sit around with your friends for a week going, what the fuck? And you're, you're completely off base with collaborator. No, you are, you, you know, so I, yeah. So I can, my whole thing is I stand by what we said. All right. Well, there you go. Very long-winded and trekky episode of Dork Trek. We haven't had one of those in a long time. We have lots of long-winded episodes, but not very trekky episodes. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, next week we might not talk about Star Trek, not at all. Yeah, roll that die. Who knows? Yeah, who knows what'll happen? Uh, but uh, but yeah. So thank you for listening, and uh, we will be back next week. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>